Welcome to Faith in the Fast Life, brought to you by Fast Life Ministries. The podcast that dives deep into the stories of God's redemption. 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 This week, where could God be? I, in, in my mind, my whole world kind of crumbled. I didn't want to touch a dirt bike. I didn't want to do nothing. In that instance, I just wanted to go home. Todd Bannister on Faith in the Fast Life. Give our podcast a follow and check us out on Instagram and Facebook. You can also find us at fastlifeministries.com if you want to partner with us. Now let's get into the episode. Hey, welcome Faith in the Fast Life fans. We are here today at uh, Mile High Stadium. We uh, are talking about the fact that it's named all these other things, but it is still always Mile High Stadium. I got Todd Bannister with me. He is a local born and raised Colorado kid from Colorado Springs, you agree, Todd, that no matter what name they put before it, it'll always be Mile High Stadium. Yeah, I've done like five interviews today, and they keep saying Empower Field, and I keep saying Mile High Stadium, and I don't think they could ever change my mind. I'm, I'll argue that one. <laughs> Just used to it. <laughs> no matter how we look at it, it is Mile High Stadium. So if you're from Colorado, you get it. If not, you call it what you will. Uh, but we're here uh, continuing the series of uh, the Monster Energy Supercross uh, this is our third podcast. Kind of been a wild day today. It went from uh, hustling and bustling out here, and just the wind came through, and everybody disappeared. So it became a ghost. It's a it's a Colorado hurricane. Yeah, and it scared a lot of people away. So we're but we're here. Uh, happy to have you. Todd is with uh, with Team Faith, um, and man, Todd just as always with our podcast, we're just here to get your story. So so tell us, man. Tell us about Todd. Yeah, man. You know, the biggest thing with me is like, you know, I, I was a very fortunate person, especially with my faith. Um, you know, my, my family uh, were my, – my dad, for instance, you know, he, he was always trying to teach me about Jesus, you know. And so for that, like that, that kind of grew me in a way that I'm very thankful for. You know, I, I found my way with Christ very quickly. And, you know, just like any Christian, though, we have bumps in the road where, you know, you have doubts of yourself and doubts of everything. And, uh, you know, but with, with everything and my family and, and even my team and stuff like that, you know, it's been, been something that I can always look back on and always build off of. And uh, so with that, man, it's been, it's been a lot. I think for me, it's been a lot easier. And then be able to, like, help people kind of find their faith a little bit as well, too, you know. Um, and their, their walk with, with Jesus. And that's one thing, like, especially with team faith, I was a very fortunate person, you know, uh, growing up, you know, I, I started racing dirt bikes very young. Um, uh, you know, I just found a, a lot of love for it. And, and then I've, I've seen my team a lot, you know, and stuff like that with that aspect of, uh, doing, you know, Christian ministry at a dirt bike track. I was like, well, those are like my two favorite things on this planet is Jesus and dirt bikes. And, um, you know, it just happens so many years later, I ended up with them and I can, I can travel and, and do, do everything I love, you know? Um, so tell me more about that. So, so growing up, you know, obviously a love for Jesus and love for dirt bikes. How, how old were you when you got introduced to dirt bikes? Uh, so I was four years old. Uh, my fourth birthday, my dad got me a, a little 50 and then, um, I remember my my mom told him to we're going to a race and she's like you can go watch you cannot race we are not going to be these people who 
who ride every weekend and, and, and do this stuff. It's dangerous. It's stupid. We're not doing it. Well, we came home with a trophy. And, <laughs> and um, you know, ever since then, it's it's been something that's been I'm so passionate about. And, you know, that's what I wanted. I, I When I was a young kid, you know, I, want, I was like, I want to do this for a living. Like when I found out you could do this for a living, I was like, you can ride dirt bikes and make money and enjoy your life like this. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And um, so, I, you know, it was always just my, me and my family traveling everywhere across the country doing amateur nationals and even racing locally in Colorado and stuff like that. And yeah. uh, so, so from four years old, I mean, that PWP, that first race, mom did not get her way. Not about it. Like it took, and it's funny thing was it, it only took like a month and then she realized how cool it was, I guess. And now she, I think she's harder on me than my dad is. Even like we all talk about it, like, you know, family dinners or something like that. She's like, you need to do better in this aspect of racing or this one. And then my dad's like, your mom, what your mom said. <laughs> so, but now nah, she loves it just as much. You know, I think it's one of those things. It's, it's such a cool community that, yeah, you know, and like, it's a small community. Like, uh, all of us have, we know somebody from somewhere all over the world, you know, and, and it's really cool with that. You know, I, I never really realized that I think until I went pro that like, man, I, most of my, most of my friends are all over the country. You know, I have all my friends at home, but I have so many everywhere else in the country, all over the world. Like I have friends overseas right now. And, and it's such a, it's such a crazy deal. And it's all because you met within this one sport one sport. And it kind of changed everything as far as how I live my life, you know, through a lot of stuff. And, um, and so, yeah, no, I mean, I, I've lived a very, very fortunate life on, on every aspect, in, in my opinion. I'm a very lucky person, and um, I'm surrounded by wonderful people. And um, I think, you know, and, and I mean, obviously, you know, you go through highs and lows to get to that point in your life sometimes. You know, nothing is perfect the whole way through. And uh, no, we're human, we're flawed, so mistakes are going to be made, and that's going to happen. So tell me in those early years as you guys embraced racing, like you were brought up in faith, so, you know, family attended church i assume back then before racing yeah yeah so, so so how did you juggle the racing once that started it was hard at first you know and then the cool thing was to do in the amateur nationals there is ministry at those and so we kind of found out about that and so we're like oh, okay so we can still do church and stuff it's on saturday and stuff like that or or a friday before the race but you can still do worship and and do everything like that and and it works great and then i ended up starting to do um Wednesday uh, chapel on Wednesdays for a youth group uh, when I was younger and um, I did that for a long time and I really enjoyed that and it just kind of kept me going I couldn't be there on on the weekends on Sunday and uh, you know that that was something that I really really enjoyed to do and doing and um, it made it it made it easier for me to like keep up on all like Bible study and everything like that and, and still be able to do what I want to do and, and everything like that. But it's nice. Also, I said in, in racing, there's a, there's a big, big following of ministries and having them at the races. It, it's so nice because you can still go and worship Jesus Christ anywhere, which you can do anyway, right? That's one of the things we love so much. Like it's uh you know, a lot of people are offended by the church. A lot of people are, are hurt by the church and, we like to say the church is full of humans. So uh, if the church is perfect until any one of us walks into it, and at the end of the day, we're all sinners. We all fall short. But you can find a relationship with Jesus anywhere. 
right? So, and, and nowadays in this technology, whether it's a podcast or, or whatever it might be, so a, a shameless plug for this podcast, any of uh, your fans that might be listening right now, share this with somebody else. You never know who needs to hear this story. So, um, but yeah, so fortunately, especially in this motocross, so any up and comers kind of going down this route, then maybe, uh, maybe your listeners and your, your, uh, Christians, you know, we love our community. We love our home church, but as you're out on the road, there's a lot of other people that are like-minded out here in this industry. And it's been really cool to see. And this being our first, uh, stop at a big monster supercross, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by, the support from the other ministries that are just like, man, like we're so glad you're here. Cause a lot of times that doesn't happen either. Right. Even though we're, we're Christian based, but, uh, you know, Brian O'Rourke obviously embraced us from the get go to the podcast with us and, and, uh, you're part of his team now. So as you came up through those ranks, tell us a little bit more about, you know, the pathways of getting there. Like how was that hard on you as a young man? Um, you know, started racing at four and now you're at the pro level. Uh, tell us more about those struggles and the trials and tribulations through that. Yeah, man. There's, you know, uh, my career's had a lot of setbacks. Um, you know, I, 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 at one point I was supposed to be one of those factory kids. I had my all ride and stuff like that. And I was, I was doing perfect. And a uh, stupid mistake on my part, I uh, decided to ride my bicycle at a national on some bicycle jumps with some friends, and I broke my collarbone before practice and lost that ride. Um, then some injuries kind of happened. And, um, you know, one of the hardest things in my life with my career and stuff like that, I, I had a really bad accident a few years back, right? Um, and th- this was like one of the things that I remember talking to my pastor about where do I go with my life in this? So I was in an accident a while back where me and another rider head on at a track, right? Um, and, that rider ended up passing away from this. He was going backwards on the track, and I went over a blind jump. We hit, and man, it, I, I I remember it's the craziest thing. Like from that that thing or that incident, I I remember everything so vividly, even to this day. You know, I did it, and the first thing that hit my mind was just rage and anger because I was like, "What were you doing?" kind of thing. And then I remember my friend came over to me. Uh, his name's Austin. He's like. You need to calm down. He's like, think about everything right now. He's like, you're awake. He's not awake right now. And so we got sent to the same hospital. What level What level was this at? I, I was a pro rider at this point. So this was like, I think my, I think it was, I think it was 19 at the time. Um, so it was like my, it was my third year as a pro. Um, and so, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I, I remember sitting like, so we got, both got hauled off to the hospital and the ambulances and stuff like that. And I, I had a bunch of stuff going on with me. I was at a lunch, bunch of internal bleeding and, and broken stuff and, and whatever. And, um, you know, we were in the hospital, right. And like they, it was like a week later we we're all in there and I finally just kind of had, like, I was like, we want to know, I want to know what happened to the kid. Like at that point I, everything calmed down and we were really, you know, worried about him and found out he passed away that day. They, they just sent um, someone in for grief for me, kind of just sprung it on me. And, uh, you know, it, and it kind of hit me then, like something, you know. I In, in my mind, my whole world kind of crumbled. I didn't want to touch a dirt bike. I didn't want to do nothing. In that instance, I just wanted to go home and 
I didn't know what, you know. So so with with that, I mean, 19 years old, at a race, and this was at a race. Practice. The the craziest thing was I was done for the day. Uh, my friend got a bike, and he asked me to change some settings on his bike for him. And so, so he's like, can you gear up really quick and go uh, go just do it for me really quick? He's like, I really need your help. And it's like, yeah, man, that's not a problem. And then it just happened. Just kind of a blink of an eye kind of So thing. not even at a race, just like practicing at a, at, at a local track? Up at a local track, yeah. It was, uh, it was a rough deal. And So did you even know that he was on the track? No, no. I mean, because it was just an open practice day. And, like, uh, it, you know, it, it, the hard part was he was, like, a first-time rider. And he just got kind of turned around. And... Uh, just went the wrong way, and um, so it, it was like, and yeah, it was a it was a crazy time for me too. I went into a spiral, like uh, my whole life felt like. I mean, I in my mind, I was like, man, I just killed a kid who, in my sport, I'm supposed to be a pro rider who like nurtures and and helps bring up kids, and 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 especially like I was, I always try to put myself in a person who's like a happy go lucky, you know, Christ loving person, and and that's kind of who i always was and um i mean i always i've had a lot of like weird things happen to me in the past with injuries and stuff like that but this like kind of took the cake for me and i was i was in a really really dark place in my life you know um i remember i i didn't want to talk to anybody i didn't want to do nothing i uh i was a mess like i i i never like you know you hear people saying like, man, I feel suicidal or something like that. And then when you're in a good place in your life, you're like, I don't understand that. You know, I don't, I don't get that. And I, I finally for a second understood. And I remember like, so I, I had a lot of friends reaching out to me and, and trying to help me. And I didn't want nothing to do with anybody. Um, I didn't want nothing to do. With, yeah. I was done. I was like, I don't want to do this no more. I can't live this life anymore. I I literally like wrote out a note say I'm gonna end it tonight. I gotta I gotta move on. I messed up and I went to the mountains. I left it on my bed and I, I don't think my parents have heard the whole story of this. Um, a bunch of people I know have, um, but uh, I was I didn't want them to find me or anything like that. Well, I got to the place where I was like I'm gonna I'm just gonna jump off this cliff in my mind. I was like that'd be it. I slipped. And something just hit me, and all I can think it was the good Lord smacked me in the head, telling me, "Hey, just calm down. I'm here with you. Like, you need to rethink this." And I ended up standing up, going back to my car, driving home. Got to my room, took the note, crumpled it up, threw it away. Went to my my parents. I said, "I need to go get some therapy. I need to get help. I don't know what I need. I just need something." So I, can, I commend you on that. You know, and I think that there's a couple points in here that I'd like to pull out for our listeners. You know, the one of those is, is that, you know, you grew up following the Lord. You grew up in relationship. Um, you know, a lot of people we talked to had religion, right? They had the day-to-day rules and regulations and, and got to go to church. But it sounds like you guys really lived a, a Christ-like life as much as you possibly could. Um, and when that all happened... You know, even for you, somebody that close, you were able to get sucked into the dark side. And, uh, you know, the Bible talks about the devil being, you know, basically there ready to pounce and prowl on us, right? He seeks to, to do whatever he can. And that's why I just want to, I want the listeners to grab a hold of, of the importance of, we don't know what's going to happen next. Um, but God does. And, and even at times, 
even if it's something bad, the, the, without us knowing, I think it's really important to grab a hold of that daily routine, that daily devotional, that daily prayer before you even get out of bed of just, God, armor me up, you know, be with me today, guide me today. Because we don't know what little thing might happen that pulls you in the direction. Here's a man, a young man that, that was doing all those things right and one instance was able to pull you in the wrong direction. Now, God will never leave us nor forsake us. He tells us that in Isaiah, right? Um, now, that's the first point, is just remembering to stay armored up. The second point is the courage that it took you to say, I need help. Because I went through the things that I went through in my life because I was too manly to say I need help. <clears throat> I was too strong to say I'm weak. So I want everybody out there, and if somebody's listening to this right now, that that they just know somebody that needs to hear that. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay. And you need to talk to somebody about it. So I just wanted to pull that out. So tell me, so you head to your parents' house, and you go. I talked to my mom. Um, You know, I I ended up... I, at this point, I didn't want to touch a dirt bike either. Uh, I I said, you know, like that's my my passion in life, you know, and and I said I'll never do that again. I was like, I want to get rid of those things. I'm done with it. Um, some friends, <laughs> this is the greatest thing. Like some friends took me out and they forced me to ride. Um, they they made me do it. They're like, we're not leaving. We'll stay here all week. We don't care. We won't eat. We don't drink until you get on a bike. Um, got a ride again. I was like, okay. I said. You're good. Still felt empty. And then um, I remember what, like, and this was like one of the most eye opening things for me. And of just uh, one night, uh, the kids' parents contacted us. Uh, I was with my family at the time, I was staying with them. And um, they said they want to have dinner. And I'm, I'm just waiting for them to, you know, basically shoot me in the face. And I, I was at that point, like, I, I was like, I get it. Like, you know, I get it. Like, um, this was, it all happened really quickly too. Uh, this was like two days after I said, I'm going to go get help with this. And we just set up like some therapy sessions and some stuff. And so like, it's like two years later, um, they got me on a bike and then they, they, the family came over and, uh, it was, it was such a surreal thing for me because I, I didn't know what to ex- expect. And, like, at that point, I still haven't, like, even forgiven myself for everything that happened. Even though, you know, going through it all, you learn that, you know, it's not all your fault. Like, you know, things, life happened. You know, it's, it's not, you know, and it's something, someone, someone asked me, you know, you think God was punishing you? And I said, no, there's no way. God loves you more than anything. And the the chance of happenstance things that happen has nothing to do with him doing ill will towards anyone. He wouldn't do that to his children. I know that for a fact and um and I knew that going into it and so you know that night they they all asked me this stuff and because they all know I I've I've always been a very strong Christian. They're like, how does that feel? Do you feel like is this change or swayed anything? And I was like, no, not at all. I just I'm, I'm more just lost in myself a little bit. And I said, I may, I'm, maybe this will give me some, some guidance talking to the family a little bit because 
I didn't know what to expect. And they came over, and the first thing the dad does, he opens, I open the door, kind of had my head, like, I didn't want to have my head down. I wanted to face him. So I was trying to keep my head up and talk to him. And he just gives me this biggest bear hug and told me, he says, we love you, man. He's like, we know it's not like, he's like, if we know it's hard. And he's like, we don't hold anything towards you. He's like, we, we're a strong believer that he is with, uh, with with Jesus Christ right now, he's he's in the right place. Did you know that they were believers? I did not, and that was like the biggest thing. Like, so we sat and talked for like, oh man, we had, they stayed over at our house for like four hours just talking, and it, it was. I think for me, it was something I needed at that point too, and I I. I talked to the, my pastor like after this too, and I I told him I was like you know, I I don't think I'd never think Jesus and or God or anyone no one's gonna put like something malicious at 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 their children. They're not gonna do that. But everything happens in a in a, a way that's not for you to decide. He has a plan, no matter how it is. It doesn't matter what you think or how you think it should be your plan doesn't matter in the end of it all. And for, for me and like, it was, it was such a crazy ordeal, but you know, through that whole experience, um, you know, even to this day, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard one. You know, it's not something I, I look back on and, and it's not a happy memory, you know, but I, I got, I grew as a person and as a Christian, tremendously through this whole process you know where i thought you know at some point i'm like you know i'm i'm really good with my faith like i'm like i'm i don't think i could be any better but i clearly could be we can no one's perfect and we have so much room to grow you know and like we have so much to learn and and to learn differently like we aren't perfect beings we strive to be like jesus who is perfect and through through that experience even and i i learned so much more about my own self and in my faith and stuff like that and it was a, it was a rough rough go at it you know and and through that it was it was i got to meet so many different people that were going through a lot of different things that were also really really uh just really crazy like some of the craziest stories i've ever heard in my life and we got to talk about it and, and learn about each other and and i just it, it was like eye-opening to no extent to see such a crazy how how different everybody's life is but everyone loves the same god and it's such a, a beautiful thing in the same sense you know Amazing how like you can take something bad like that and bring it together to be something good for you. So through all of that, you know, obviously a huge test in your life. You know, did did you ever have a doubt in God? Is that you know I I try to tell myself no, but I think we all have doubts at some point. If you're a human, you have a doubt. It's just how it is. I had a lot of anger. That that was my next question: Is were you mad at God? I I was. I was, and you know, I was like, "Why? You know, why would you do this to me?" Kind of thing. And it's like, "What did I do? I thought I tried to do everything right in my life. I always tried to be a person who would strive to be a moral, loving, good person." And I was like, "Why would you do this to me?" And 
you know, and I thought uh, I thought I thought a lot about it, and because in my mind, when this whole thing started out, you know, you have the doubts for a second. It's like, it's like, well, is it really is it really a thing? But the craziness of it all is, I, in my opinion, is everything works in some way that we can't control. It's not explainable, and I thought to myself, I'm like, why would I change my uh, if I want to be a man of of God when things go bad i can't i can't turn my back on him that's not that's not right i said it's it's he wouldn't he wouldn't choose something bad to happen to his children and that's all i would tell myself i was like it's not you know it's not something that was put on me as like i'm being punished but i gotta stay strong with my faith too and i but yeah no i mean there was anger for a while there there was the doubt wasn't really there. It was more anger, I think, than anything for, for a little bit. But, I mean, even every night, I, I have this thing. My dad would tell me every night, he's like, you need to pray every single night before you go to bed. Since I was like, I don't even, since I, I've, I've been born. Like, I, he's always telling me that. And he's like, if you have a question, you ask him. He's like, you might not, you know, he's not, he might not just talk to you, but he'll answer you in some way. And it's not for you to understand why it's like that or how it's like that. Exactly. And, and I was like, you know, so, yeah, I mean, that was, I think, my biggest thing. is like it was just a hard understanding time in my life. And then, you know, and then I, it was like a cra- it was like a weird swing thing of, like, my uncle passed away, like, literally right after that. It was like three years of just, okay. Yeah, exactly. It was like, and like, I was starting to get better and then something would happen. I was like... I was like, okay, okay. And then every time I I would just kind of look back, I'm like, we're all going to be tried in this in this world. And I was like, if these are mine, then you got to bring it on. Yeah, I said, let's do it. I said, I I wouldn't want it any other way because I have uh, the person who has my back, it can't be beaten. So in my opinion, so I'm, there's like, there's no, there's no way to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So I say I was 19 at the time. I'm 29 now, so about 10 years, 10 years, and it's like it's it's so it's so weird now. Like, I mean, it was crazy for a long time. I couldn't talk about it, and I've had, I've actually shared the story with a lot of people, and and I've talked to some people, and it was, I was at a I was at a uh, a camp one time and someone said that something happened very similar to my son like that and we ended up talking and it was such a similar story it was so crazy and he's like he's like he's like how'd you get over it and i kind of told him my story he's like, I'm like what about you and he's like he's like you know he's like i just prayed every night and i was like i was like that's the coolest thing dude he's always like i'm like you you took it in stride like right from the get-go huh he's like yeah he's like i don't know man he's like i I was like, you. I'm like, you're one of the strongest dudes I've ever met. I was like, it was just kind of cool to to meet someone and see him take it, like anything, like just on his back, just whatever. I was like, I'll take it. And the crazy thing is, like, you know, I've 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 tried to surround myself with really strong people my whole life, whether it's you know someone who can and like take this this world and just bear it. And uh, I used to um, I used to hire veterans as my mechanics, like 
I, I have like three or four that I, that work for me, and some of the gnarliest, strongest people I've ever met. And it's and and the funny thing is, like their belief system is is incredible. And like in my mind, I was like, I was like, man, you've seen some crazy stuff, and they're just they're just gung ho about it. They love Jesus. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. You're like, you've seen some of the worst things a human could ever see this time um, of the world. And he's like, yeah. He's like, but. He's like, I, I, I'm protected, man. He's like, mentally up here, he's like, that's the biggest thing. He's like, this body, he's like, this, he's like, my soul and everything like that. That's the only thing he's like, I have to worry about, you know. Like, and that was always one of my favorite things. They tell me, like, your soul's, you know, forever, you know, but your, your body's temporary. Use that thing up, man. Have, have fun with it. Enjoy yourself. And so I think that's a lot of the dirt biking. That's that's the fast life, right? You're hurt now. So you're you're nursing an injury now. I am. I am. I have uh, my post off actually Monday. So I uh, I'm gonna get through this weekend and then get ready for surgery in a week. So and we'll be sure to pray for you on that. So man, as we kind of pull to the end of this here, like I always like to ask everybody if there's there's one thing that you really want the listeners to grab a hold of. Like what do you want to leave them with? You know what? My biggest thing is just pray every day, man. If you have any anything going on in your life, ask Jesus, you know. I I found that every time it might not be in a way I know or a way I want to understand, my every prayer I've ever prayed has always been answered. And just in a sense of it will come to fruition. You just have to put your faith in God that He knows what is best for you. You are in control and you know, just just love each other. You know, that's that's the biggest thing. And you know, that's I was actually pretty stoked this weekend. Um, so our our team gears, it's kind of dark. You know, I said we, we're not super flashy. Um, uh, one of my guys was talking to me. He's like, you need to get these gloves, and they're like kind of like these cheetah print, it's almost tie dye gloves. And he's like, you can you call me your Genesis gloves because of uh, um, Joseph and his and his coat and. Uh, so I I'm I have been so stoked to wear these gloves this weekend. So I'm like he's like he's like they're he's like you go you go get them. He's like you're gonna want them. He's like they're gonna shield you. He's like I'm like all right man. So um, I'm that's my, yeah I'm stoked on that this weekend. So he's like that's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So we, yeah man we will all be praying for you. This uh you know by the time this episode comes out actually I think the race will be over. So everybody if you didn't watch it you can go back and watch it see how Todd did. Um, but man like. Just honored to have you here. Thank you for sharing your story, dude. And just, uh, you know, for all the listeners, uh, follow Team Faith. Uh, what's your What's your Instagram? Uh, TB120. TB120 on Instagram, uh, Facebook? Uh, just Todd Bannister. Todd Bannister. So if you guys want to check out, see what Todd's got going, check out what Team Faith has going on. Uh, follow them through the rest of the Supercross and then, uh, you know, wherever they head out next. Todd, we thank you so much for being here. We just want to, you know, Keep our keep Todd in our prayers, everybody, and just uh, you know, everybody have a blessed day. Thank you for joining us on the show, yeah, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome guys. God bless. We're out.